everybody. Welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. Hope everybody's doing well. My name is Bucky, a.k.a. Kevin, most of the time, and I'm here with... Oh, you're here with Diamond, and you said your name right for once. And this is the Midnight Terrors podcast. Yes, sir. Jason, it's good to be back. Um, Holy shit, what a crazy uh, recording schedule and release schedule we've had recently. I know, it's been nuts, man. Yeah, dude, we, so for people just tuning in, we just crossed one year of doing this podcast. We released the one-year anniversary extravaganza on our one-year anniversary, which was two and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the one-year anniversary episode was actually closer to four hours, but yeah, it was, you did a good job editing it, uh, editing it down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was it was trimmed down. Um, you had a cool idea of releasing like the unedited version of that. Unfortunately, all the stuff I took out was like technical difficulties and <clears throat> you know parts where we were kind of just sitting there in silence thinking about it. But you know that'd be cool sure. in the future to release some unedited uh, versions of some of the episodes. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. But well, uh, and, uh, we don't. Well, you don't do a lot of editing in the first place. Like for the most part. Most of our episodes are just pretty straight up. No, so. for, no, for the most part, I don't really have to do a lot of editing. I might just, you know, clear up technical difficulties here and there. But for the most part, I don't really have to 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 change much. Um, the most editing I probably did outside of the one year anniversary episode was the episode we did with uh, James on Young Frankenstein. Yeah, <laughs> which led to a hilarious. I busted your balls for like an hour. <laughs> well, we also had to jump from Google Meet call to Google Meet call and uh Yeah, yeah. But that I mean that James episode was fucking hilarious and it led to yeah. an amazing blooper. Yeah, it was fun. Um go everybody go listen to that. But those were fun episodes. We did uh we did that crossover with James for Young Frankenstein. We did a crossover with uh Rated PG from Mutant City Horror on the Nightmare on Elm Street remake and then we did the 1 year anniversary episode. So um, yeah, we had Mr. J with us, which was awesome. We did have Mr. J, and that was uh, that was a ton of fun. Um, everybody listening, if you haven't heard it yet, we kind of did a recap of our first year of doing this podcast, and we answered questions from our listeners and our friends, and uh, it was a good time. So, you know, it was that was a uh, that was a fun episode. I'm really proud of that one, and I know Jason is as well. So, if you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to it. And I guess this would be the start of year two, Jason. We're just going to keep on going. It is. So, your your new phrase is keep on trucking. So let's keep yeah, on That's very southern of me. <laughs> I don't know I where I was I was listening to uh, a couple of our episodes. You were just like, Well, let's just keep on trucking. I said it I said it a lot in uh in <laughs> the one year episode. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, let's, let's keep on trucking. <laughs> well, for context on the one-year episode, we were recording that. We started recording that at about 9, and we didn't wrap it up until like 12.45 or maybe 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we were, we were running hard on that one. Yeah, so if it sounds like I'm trying to speed through the questions, I'm not. I'm just trying to make sure we get to all of them before we run out of storage or like I run out of fresh batteries or stuff like that, so... <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know where that comes from. It just started to appear in my vernacular, but whatever. <laughs> so, but uh, but anyway, again, you know, long story short, thank you everybody for again for a great first year of Midnight Terrors, and uh, we're just gonna keep going. We got a lot of uh, cool stuff coming up in the coming months, so be on the lookout 
uh, for another great year and uh, not just another great year, but many more years to come. Oh, yeah. An even bigger, better year, too, I think, right out of the gate. We've got some really cool stuff coming up, so be on the lookout. But uh, in the meantime, Jason, we're back to uh, the gruesome twosome this week. I love that phrase. (laughs) And ever since you introduced that into my life, I just use that all the time now. It's a good one. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we're back with the gruesome twosome this week, just us two. And we're back to a movie pick and this one was uh was your choice and um you know some context well, it was it was kind of it was kind of last minute too because we were like uh it, we both of us didn't have a lot of time this week of course with the holiday and yeah um i've got the kids and just we've both had a lot going on and you know last week was kind of exhausting like all the recording that we did yeah it was um, it was a lot <laughs> so we were <laughs> We were kind of stretching a little bit for this episode, um, but we started looking through um, kind of like backlog of stuff that uh, we hadn't seen yet or, you know, one of us hadn't seen yet or, or, or one that we wanted to do. And we landed on this one. And this is a good one. Yeah, this was. Uh, so, you know, as I've mentioned on previous episodes, we kind of trade back and forth when we don't have a guest. We kind of trade back and forth between each other for picking the movies and. Right. This one was your pick, and, you know, it wasn't... When did we decide on this? Like, three hours ago? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like, literally, like, right before you watch it? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, But we had something else in mind that you might... That you'll probably pick in the future, so I won't say what it is yet, but we had something else that we were going to do, and then um, when you didn't get the chance to watch it, we were trying to think of, like, what's what's a... a movie that you've gone back to a ton that you could just, you know, talk about like, like you just know the, by the back of your hand, like the back of your hand. Yeah. Unfortunately I have the, uh, well, not unfortunately, but <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately for the podcast, <laughs> cause I can't just watch whatever I want, whenever I want. Yeah. Um, but I got, I got the, the eight year old twins in the house. And so I have to be <laughs> careful. You have to be careful about the content. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So we chose one that, that I knew really well. And I was, I was surprised that you haven't seen. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, everybody, you know, tuning in and click on the, clicking on the episode can tell we're, we're talking about Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow from 1999. And yeah, no, fantastic movie. And this was my first watch surprise to no one, I'm sure. But, uh, this is one that I meant to get to for like a really long time. I love period pieces. I love Tim Burton, obviously a big fan of Johnny Depp and, you know, Christina Ricci. And I don't know why I didn't see this one for so long, but man, do I know this, this DVD cover. Like I saw this and yeah. I saw this in blockbuster all the time and like always available around Halloween time in DVD copy and Walmart and stuff. And like, I don't know why I never saw it before, but man, I'm glad I watched it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so good, Ben. Um, uh, it, like just overall, I mean, of course, it's it's Tim Burton doing Tim Burton, mm-hmm. uh, and there's nothing not to like about that. No, and... my Tim Burton is one of my favorite directors of all time. You know, we we um, we were talking. So I was I was just on um, a crossover with James and Michael from uh, We Love Horror and James from I Was a Teenage Film Snob. 
And yeah. I think that's coming out the same day that this comes out, but I'm not sure. So I won't say what the episode is, but sure. when we were talking, we got a question on there about like um, something about directors that you'd hire or favorite horror directors or something. And yeah. I kind of threw out Tim Burton because I know that he's got, you know, he's a little more fantastical in the way that he delivers stuff, but he's very based in horror for me, you know, going back to, my childhood, I watched stuff like Beetlejuice and um, I wasn't allowed to watch Nightmare Before Christmas, but obviously all of that iconography. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to to call him a horror director because he he really isn't um, because I, I can't think of anything that he's directed or produced or anything that like I would let my kids watch. Yeah, um, it's uh, and I think that's what I mean is that there are it's just it's just dark yeah it, um, there are, i mean there are absolutely horror elements in a lot of his work um yeah. but he's never been like a straight up horror director yeah. um i would he say just, he just he just has a unique eye for like dark uh kind of weird stuff well i've always and, i've always heard that he's very inspired by like german expressionism and like you know, that time yeah. period of architecture and, and, uh, you know, and literature and things like that. And it definitely shines through every time I like, you know, when you're watching a Tim Burton movie. Oh yeah. You can, you can tell like in 10 seconds, uh, of one of his movies, you're like, Oh, it's like somebody, you could not know that it was Tim Burton, but 10 seconds into the movie, you're like, yep, that's Tim Burton. Yes. Yeah, as, as soon as you see music, as soon as you see music done by Danny Elfman, you're probably watching a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> I was going to say that too. Cause those, cause those two are like, yeah. those two are the iconic duo, obviously. Yeah. Um, whenever they come together, it's, it's magic, but I got to ask, you know, so like, I think it's safe to say that, you know, I grew up watching Tim Burton movies and I know you did as well. What is yeah. what is your favorite Tim Burton movie? I've got to say Beetlejuice, man. It is a classic. Um, Beetlejuice is so good. Um, and there's there's so many little um, uh, and, and even in the Young Frankenstein episode, mm -hmm. you were talking about just kind of like these little like kind of like side jokes that maybe some people don't pick up on. Um, and in Beetlejuice, uh, there are so <laughs> many that crack me up. Yeah. Um, Especially uh, in Beetlejuice, when uh, they first see him on the TV, he's got like a commercial. Yeah, and <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'll eat anything you want me to eat. I'll swallow anything you want me to swallow. Come on down, I'll chew on a dog. It's <laughs> just, like, just like, who wrote that, man? Like, yep. that's so got... random. Well, it's so dark, and then he's like, and don't worry about the kids, too. We got plenty of snakes and lizards for them to play with. Well, yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. Uh, it's it's so funny. Um, and, and, and I love that it's that it's dark and funny. And again, I love that my kids can watch it. Oh, absolutely. Beetlejuice, yeah. Beetlejuice was always one of my favorites as uh, yeah. as a kid, man. Um, and, yeah. I wanna, and, and I want to... And I want to kind of, like do a quick gloss over here in a second of like, just what, what all, cause there's some movies in here that I honestly forget are Tim Burton sometimes. Um, okay. but 
nowadays, I gotta be honest, I love Beetlejuice, man, but I gotta say, I think my favorite Tim Burton movie these days is probably um, Sweeney Todd. Dude, I love Sweeney Todd. And that's so, and that's love it. and that's you know saying something. I'm not like the biggest musical fan, but obviously I love Rocky Horror Picture Show and I love um, Sweeney Todd, and those are like my two go to ones. No, and and I hate musicals. I absolutely hate them. Um, my <laughs> my mom used to as as a kid. My mom used to make me like sit down and watch like The Sound of Music, and I was just like, oh god. <laughs> That's funny. Just like wanting to shoot, wanting to shoot myself in the face the whole time. Um, so uh, yeah, I I do not like musicals at all. Um, but Sweeney Todd, man, that it's such a good movie. Um, and uh, like, uh, in fact, your sister bought me the soundtrack for my birthday. Uh, and dude, that soundtrack- you, you listened to that thing so many times. <laughs> I did. I, I remember. I remember I that shit out. <laughs> I remember my sister buying that for you and telling me how excited she was when she was going to give that to you. And I'm like, he's going to listen to the shit out of that CD. And I did. And uh, it was funny, too, because um, uh, we don't we don't really talk too much about music on on the podcast here. But um, every, I'm a hardcore every now and again, it, every now and then. Um, but. Um, I'm a hardcore Neil Diamond fan. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Whichever, which everybody's gonna laugh at, um, which is fine. You can make fun of me all you want, um, <laughs> but Neil Diamond is fucking shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Johnny Depp, you know, and he sings all the songs, um, it, it, and he sounds like Neil Diamond. <laughs> I remember you talking about that because si- <laughs> side note, we are gonna do. Sweeney Todd on this podcast one day soon because it's one of my favorite movies and uh yeah we need to it's, I remember it's a great fucking film. it is and I remember you talking about that but yeah I don't know man Sweeney Todd like Beetlejuice is great but Sweeney Todd again I'm not a big musical fan but like the two that I will watch any day are Rocky Horror Picture Show and Sweeney Todd and I think it's because of those horror roots but Sweeney Todd is so dark and demented and the soundtrack is great I think it's one and, of I think it's one of Johnny Depp's best performances and, and glorious fuck. Oh, it is so <laughs> bloody. And but again, man, I just and I love that it's a you know, again, a period piece and it's just it's great. It's such a good movie. Um and I love well, that it's almost like a sl- like a weird slasher, but we're like rooting for the slasher. <laughs> yeah. Well, and before we even uh started the podcast, um I was thinking about it and I was like, man, like Sweeney Todd and um uh crap, why did I just lose <laughs> Oh uh Sleepy Hollow, sorry. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I just lost it. I just had a brain fart. Blooper. Um, uh yep, exactly. Uh <laughs> no, but uh Sweeney Todd and uh and in that movie, both have the same like look and feel to them. Oh, very much so. Yes, I got a yeah, lot of Sweeney Todd vibes when I was. Uh, obviously, this came first, but watching Sleepy Hollow for the first time tonight, I got a lot of Sweeney Todd vibes. Um, when there's yeah, nothing wrong with that, I love. I love. I lo- again. Oh, I love. Not at all. I love period pieces. So this was a good one. 
yeah, I mean, I mean, even down to the set design costumes, um, you know, the characters and everything, they there's a very familiar vibe between the both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I love them both. Yeah. Um, but Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow, man. Um, well, I want to before we jump into Sleepy Hollow, I want to just highlight some of uh, Tim Burton's you know, big movies in here. Cause again, some of these I just forget about cause he's done so many, uh, Pee Wee's big adventure, which I still have not seen. Oh God, man, that movie is so good. <laughs> um, it, it's funny and it's dark. It's yeah. really dark. <laughs> um, and hilarious. And it was, it was a weird way for like Pee Wee to go because, um, before that, there was, you know, like Pee Wee's Playhouse. And right. it was like kids, it was, you know, it was a kids show. Um, and I watched plenty of it mm-hmm. when I was a kid. So after Pee Wee's <laughs> Big Adventure, we've obviously got uh, Batman and Batman Returns. God. Um, which I, I was so sad because Batman Returns, apparently, um, I mean, he did most of it. Um, but there was, there were some, uh, well, well, Batman returns. He pretty much got free out of control because, of uh, I, I, I cannot speak today. Creative control. I'm pretty sure I just said free aid of control. <laughs> God, man. For context for everybody listening, when you hear these bloopers, we're recording this at 10 53 at night. So I'm sorry. Anyway, take two. For Batman, no, but, um, for Batman Returns, he got creative control because the first Batman movie was such a big success, as I understand it. And then when they got to Batman Forever, he was like, oh, yeah, we can do a part three. And the studio just went, nah, we can, we're going to go somewhere else. Well, no, actually, actually midway between or midway into Batman Returns, um, it, there was some like... Uh, issue with him with the studio and the writers and blah 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 um and so they ended up getting joel schumacher to finish it Hmm. yeah no never heard that but they kept they kept uh tim burton on as uh as director but um yeah but he he did most of it um and then there was just there were just studio issues and writer issues and blah 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 oh, yeah, um, always. And so they, yeah and so they they took him off well, uh, then, the last well then half or whatever i got gotcha. you the original the original batman it, which if anybody has listened to the show at all <laughs> knows that i am a huge batman fan mm-hmm. and the original batman by tim burton is just it's just glorious <laughs> it is batman return so batman good. returns don't kill me is probably of those of the early batman movies it's just one of my least favorite overall i just that's one i've never really gone back to a bunch batman um, returns mm-hmm. you you should go back and watch it man um no that's actually... what everybody i feel like in recent years it's had something of like a new like resurgence where all of a sudden everybody's like ah Batman Returns is great. Yeah, and and uh, you know I hadn't seen it in a while, and I, like I never disliked it. I always liked Batman Returns, um, 
but I, I didn't. I forgot that it was a Christmas movie, which it yep. totally is. My pro- um, my biggest so, problem with those early Batman movies is it's really hard to go back and watch Michael Keaton try to fight in a suit that does not let him move around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's very it's, cl- it's very clunky. From from an action standpoint, or like you know, fight scenes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like, and I'm a huge fan of the Christopher Nolan Batman's. Obviously, yep, same. Um, huge, huge fan. Um, but man, like those originals, like even with the limited what they had or what they could do at the time, man, like they were still great. Oh, and yeah. it was just because it was just because good writing and just the look of the movie and everything was was awesome oh, yeah. um, there's 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 a great scene in brat in batman returns um when uh they're trying to frame batman and they light up this christmas tree and all these bats fly out and then uh batman jumps off of the roof and starts gliding with his cape and so he's like gliding around and all these <laughs> bats are flying around him and shit. And it's just yeah. visually, visually, it's just very cool. Like it's. Well, so then, so then we've got, uh, obviously not, uh, in between the Batman and we'll, we'll gloss over these pretty quickly so that we're not spending the whole time talking about Tim Burton's other movies, no, yeah, but, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, cause we're 22 minutes into we the recording, to, but that's okay. We, um, we can spend all day doing this. <laughs> I know, I know, but we should probably talk about Sleepy Hollow, but just to highlight some other ones, obviously in between the two Batman movies, he did Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Um, Edward Scissorhands. He did Great. not. He did not direct, but he did produce the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, he did yep. Edward. Uh, he did Mars Attacks, which I still really want to see. I've never seen it. Mars Attacks is hilarious. Is that the? Um, is that where the famous uh, "ack ack" comes from with the aliens? Ah, ah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, um, and... I just I just remember the blooper from our dog soldiers episode with uh, reviewed to death um, and yeah. Marcus and Luke where <laughs> Marcus was giving you crap for uh, for not bringing your laptop and you just made like a hey 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 noise <laughs> and Luke's like calm down like, or, and Luke says take it easy Joe Pesci yep um, <laughs> and and uh, a very very early appearance from Jack Black. Um, I remember hearing about that. Yeah, um, um, he's in there. So then we go. So then he did Sleepy Hollow, which we're going to talk about in just a second. I promise. <laughs> um, sure, sure. He did a movie that I will defend till my dying day. He did a remake of Planet of the Apes, and it was fucking great. And if you hate it, you're wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, I liked it, man. That's that's the one with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yep. Um, and Love yeah, that movie. I, that was actually, actually the first. Like that movie. That was actually the first Planet of the Apes movie I ever saw. Yeah, I I like that movie yep. a lot. Um, again, one of my I favorite of people. Again, one of my favorite Danny Elfman scores too. Yeah, a lot of people hate on that movie, but I actually really like it. Uh, then he did Big Fish, uh, and then he... oh, Big Fish is so good, man. Never seen that one. Um, you want to you want to talk about crying your eyes out at the I've, end of the movie? I've heard, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Then, then he did uh, the re- the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie, which I grew up with, so I got some love for it. Uh, I, I know you have love for it, but that's that's where um, that's where Burton kind of loses me is his kind of like remakes of like Charlie 
Charlie and Chocolate Factory was fine. Um, and then he did Alice. Oh, uh, dude, that I would consider Alice in Wonderland like probably his worst movie. <laughs> I am yeah, not. I am not a. I am. I'm sorry. I am not a fan of that movie. Yeah, just his his kind of takes on or when the studios wanted him. I I, I don't know how it went down, but him wanting to do these remakes of these classics and i was just like yeah well hey his no, uh his remake of dumbo was a lot of fun i haven't seen that actually oh it's good i love that it's got our it's got our girl in it uh eva green oh god that <laughs> woman good yep. lord that woman and it's got and yeah i know all right and it's got danny devito and michael keaton in it and i love devito Oh yeah, uh, um, Devito. Devito, I've always loved, but mostly because of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, yeah. which I know you've you've not watched much. No, but um, I've seen but, a good chunk of it. I love him as but, Frank. Yeah. I love him as Frank. <laughs> yeah, he's freaking hilarious. Uh, and then he did Corpse Bride. Then he did Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, which is again probably what I would consider his worst movie. And then just a couple more, a just that I want to highlight would be a movie that I find extremely underrated that we will talk about on the show one day. Real uh, quick before real quick before you hit that, uh, did he do the second Alice? No, he did not. Okay, I didn't think so. If but, he if right, he was ahead. if he was involved with it, he didn't direct it. I think I think he produced it maybe. Um, I'm sure but... he got I'm sure he got some kind of credit on there. Um, I don't know. I tried to watch that first Alice in Wonderland on a plane to Europe and I was, I was bored out of my mind. Well, the first one was, I mean, at least watchable. Um, but yeah, that second one. I would, I will never know. I did, I did not enjoy the first one, but But that's just definitely, definitely not his best work. No, that's just me though. But I'm sure it has fans. That's just me though. Um, an underrated as hell movie that I love of his dark shadows. And I know you weren't crazy about it on first watch, but definitely worth a rewatch. And it's, yeah. And it's, it's only, I've, I've seen it once. And the one time that I saw it, I was, I remember just kind of being like, uh, but I, I do need to go back and rewatch it. Oh, it's it. great, dude. Um, I love that movie. Um, and it, then, might, it, it might be one of those that I go back and watch it second time and go, yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's like my mind. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, and then he did uh just to just to top it off here. I don't know anything about Big Eyes. Uh, looks like a looks yeah, like Big a, Eyes is cool. Looks like a biographical movie, but he also did yeah. Frank. He did Frankenweenie, and then Mrs. Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Frankenweenie is very cool. Um, it's a black and white like stop motion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's actually really good. Um. The girls and I usually watch it uh, around Halloween. Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, he and it's uh, fun to movie. And then he did. Uh, uh, he, I mean, his next movie is Beetlejuice Two, which um, we'll see how that goes. Well, it's it's been rumored for so long that like every time I see that they're gonna do it, I'm just like, it's yeah, not it's, happening. It's it, not well, happening. It's, it's conf- but, it, but apparently now it it is actually happening well i feel and, i feel well, like he's gonna he probably got the green light for that because he worked on wednesday the series oh and wednesday was fantastic yeah and I, and I was so good and i need to watch that i haven't seen it yet but i feel like tim burton had a bit of another like resurgence after wednesday so that's probably i feel like that's what got beetlejuice greenlit 
yeah, Wednesday's a lot of fun. Um, it's really funny, and of course, it's very. I mean, again. Oh shit! Sorry, Jason. Repeat, repeat what you were saying. I was trying to move the recording device, and I pulled the oh. audio cable out of the computer. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> um, no, I was, I was saying Wednesday is fantastic. Um, it's really funny. Um, it's really uh, crazy, and it's, it's Tim Burton. Like we said earlier in the episode, you know, it's Tim Burton being Tim Burton. And like as soon as you turn it on, you're like, oh, this is a Tim Burton. <laughs> and we and we love him for it. And uh, so we're so I mean, that's his career in a nutshell. I'm, he's produced plenty of other things, but we are here to talk about Sleepy Hollow from 1999. And um, just to give my quick review, because, again, I had never seen it. You know, Jason loves it. Um, this movie was fucking great. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really cool. It was such a quick watch, even though it's like an hour and forty five minutes. It, ju- I mean, this Jason, this movie moves at like a million miles an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like within two minutes, within yeah, from- within two minutes, Ichabod is sent to Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> yeah, it it kicks off really fast and uh, amazing opening sequence right out of the gate with the. Um, the the dude creating his last will and testament sealing it yeah. and then going into the carriage and getting attacked by the headless horseman right out, right away yeah um and that was my first reaction is holy shit this movie's brutal yeah it is that's um and that and that, re- and that really caught caught me off guard i am so not used to is this tim burton's i think this is his first rated r movie right is it rated R? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh wow, I didn't realize that. Um, I mean, I understand why, um, but I did, I just didn't think about it. Yeah, um, a lot of lot of heads getting cut off. Yeah, there's a lot of spinning heads, <laughs> which I love, and the, a lot of blood. Which I love the tagline on the poster for this movie. It says, "Heads will roll." Yeah, exactly. And that <laughs> that opening the opening sequence is when they're in the carriage, right? Um yes, riding in the carriage. Now and I'm, he sees the um, he sees the scarecrow. Yes. Uh it's got uh, now I'm gonna be honest, there's a lot of old timey names in here. Oh. I did I did not catch all of them. Uh so I will I will do my best. I will probably be reading from the Wikipedia page so I can keep track of it, but we open with uh, an older gentleman who gentleman who is uh, making his last will and testament, and looks like he's running away with this document. And that's when apparently it's him and his son. Um, yeah. And it's uh, let's see what was the what was the guy's name? Uh. Uh, sorry, there's uh Van Garrett. Yes, Van Garrett. So Van Garrett is making his last will and testament. He's in a carriage, uh, I guess, being uh, steered uh, by his son. And they are attacked by the Headless Horseman. And right out of the gate, when the Headless Horseman attacks and you see it ride by the carriage window, and you just hear a slice sound, and then... He- 
Van Garrett looks out at his son's body and it's still steering the uh, the carriage with no head. Yeah. I was like, whoa. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, and the horseman is really cool looking. I um, I am in love with the look of this character, the headless horseman. Yeah. So he I looks want, really cool. So I wanted to ask, have you ever read uh the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, like the actual story? I I know I know the story. I haven't um actually read like like in depth or like read I don't I don't even know if is there a book? I don't I don't even know. I just it's I a, know the story. It's a short story written by Washington Irving called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, so I've I've I knew the story and I I've known the story for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's been parodied or like portrayed in a lot of different um shows or you know like straight to DVD stuff I'm sure. Yeah, there's even there's even I don't know if I think it's Disney. I think Disney put out an animated one for Halloween. They did. Well, way back in the 40s, I think. Uh, they definitely did the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Yeah. What? Uh, which um, I which I have some memories of seeing the Ichabod one. Right. Um, but I I have always been a fan of of the Sleepy Hollow story. I've never read the short story, um, but I have always been a fan of of this this legend and this story. Um, my favorite band, Motionless and White, actually wrote a song called Undead Ahead, which is written about the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Um, yeah. and right out of the gate, I gotta say, man, I think this movie, I think Sleepy Hollow is going to get added to a list of movies that I watch around Halloween time. Yeah, man, it's, it's perfect one. Um, and it, it's a lot of fun, uh, especially with the headless horseman, mm-hmm. uh, carrying the jack lantern as his head. Yep. And yep. I, I think what's, I think what's cool about the, the Tim Burton, uh, Sleepy Hollow is that, he took a kind of just like basic story mm-hmm. and like added a lot of twists and turns to it. Yeah, I was gonna say, man, this is a this is a pretty compelling mystery. Honestly, it's a lot more intricate than I would have expected. Yeah, um, he made it. He made it into a like whodunit kind of thing, um, uh, and a very mystery. And like detective work uh, with Johnny Depp and yeah. uh, Ichabod. Uh, <laughs> some of the funniest parts with uh, Ichabod is when he's doing like his forensic um, <laughs> dude looks at the, at the bodies and stuff, and he's he's getting um, he's getting blood squirted all over I, his face. I <laughs> was gonna say I have a note in my phone that says how many times is Johnny Depp gonna faint or get sprayed in the face by blood? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's one that actually made me laugh out loud, which is when he's doing the um, the autopsy of the dead widow. Yeah, and, it's probably the first one, right? And I think so because they dig up her body and he sees the scar on her stomach, uh, which is how he finds out that oh, she. Oh no, no, that's no, that's later. Okay, yeah, no, he uh, when he's doing the autopsy, I think, and he finds out that the widow was with child, and he goes to like right. investigate, and there's just a sleep, just a little squirt of blood that hits him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then all yep. of a sudden, a few seconds later, he comes out and he's just covered with blood. And all the old men are like, what did you do to her? Yeah. And well, I, the, the, the character, the character that um, he painted Ichabod to be is is really funny. I was going to um, say, man, that was another thing that caught me off guard. I was not expecting this movie to be as funny as it was. Yeah, because uh, Ichabod's kind of, you know, he's he's goofy and he's um, he's kind of bumbling. Um, he he knows what he's doing. Like, right. I mean, he's 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 got the forensics behind him and uh, just yeah, But just the whole time, even though he knows all of this stuff, like he's very well read yeah. and, and knows all of this. But I, he's never really gotten his hands into it before. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So when he's investigating the bodies and everything, um, <laughs> him him passing out or, you know, getting bloodshot on him <laughs> or whatever. I mean, that that uh, that bit made me great. laugh. That bit made me laugh every time he fainted after something <laughs> traumatic happened. Um, oh, yeah. It was fantastic. And. I mean, we just gotta, we just gotta say. I mean, has Johnny? Does Johnny Depp ever give like a bad performance? I mean, I I can't think of one, man. Johnny um, Johnny Depp is one of my favorite actors. Obviously, the first thing I saw him in would have been Pirates of the Caribbean. But like every time he shows up, he brings his A game. And I saw some. This would this would have been about two or three years before he was casted as Jack Sparrow. And but I saw some Jack Sparrowisms in here, just the way like with his facial expressions and oh yeah, and just kind of his just kind of his like clumsiness and yeah, <laughs> just kind of just kind of weirdness uh, with his actions and everything. Yeah. Um. But no, I I no he even if he's you know he does he's goofy, um, kind of bumbling roles that are that are really good. Mm -hmm. Um. But also when when he has like a serious like dire role, like he's great too, man. Yeah. Uh, like one one of my favorites uh, that I know you haven't seen um, is uh, uh, he plays he plays a gangster. Um, oh, in uh, uh, Gangs of New York. No, uh, Public Enemies. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about. No, I know that cover, but I've never seen it. Um, you Public know what? Enemy is so good. You know what movie this movie remind what Sleepy Hollow reminded me of, and it's actually this actually came out two years before this movie. And I'm assuming you've seen it because I think we've talked about it. You have seen the masterpiece that is From Hell, right? Oh yeah, I love From Hell. That's another one I will pick. Uh, Great movie that I will pick for the podcast one day because it is such a good movie. And we were just talking about the Batman Jack the Ripper storyline off the air before I hit the yeah, record button. A, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We were talking about uh, the uh, Gotham by Gaslight, where Batman's hunting um, Jack the Ripper. Yeah, uh, and, but but, uh, but yeah, From Hell is great, man. Yeah, that's a. That's an amazing movie based off a gra movie. based off a graphic novel. Apparently, I didn't know that, yep. but uh, yep. the movie's great, and that's one of my favorite Johnny Depp performances that no one talks about. But 
I don't know, man. He's just I never see him give a bad performance. Even if the movie's not great, he just goes one hundred and ten percent. Well, and I know you've you've never watched any of his uh Hunter S. Thompson stuff. No, I have um, not. But uh Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh yep. he and ben, he and Benicio del Toro. <laughs> God, they're good. They're so good. I like, I just recently, two years ago, I think, watched um, Secret Window. You've seen that one? Yeah, Secret Window is great. And actually, that was one of my uh, that was one of my brother's favorite movies. He loved that movie. Oh, really? He watched. Yeah, he watched it all the time. Oh, that's cool. He loved that movie. It's uh, I mean, it's a little dated and cliche now with what the twist is because I feel like for right. several years there, every horror movie or horror-leaning movie or thriller had that same twist in it. I won't ruin it for anyone that hasn't seen it, but... Exactly. No, I know what you're saying, though. It's, yeah. a, it's a little dated in that way, but it's a really good movie. I enjoyed Secret Window a lot. And um, what's the guy's name? Uh, John John Totoro? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's great in Secret Window, too. And he was uh, um, he was Falcone in, uh, or Falcone, I think is how they say his or, name. Yeah, in, Falcone in, in the new Batman. Yeah, And he was great there. I love John Turturro. Um, but yeah, man, there's, I mean, Johnny Depp is just great. One of my favorite performances of his is when he's the detective in Tusk. Oh, yes, dude. <laughs> like... <laughs> Dude, everybody, everybody forgets or probably hasn't seen Tusk, and Tusk is insanely ridiculous. It is. It's so um, dumb, but it's so much it, fun. But it is. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, I crack up. I crack up every time Johnny Depp is trying to get uh, Haley Joel Osment to take the gun because they're going to go in and try to rescue uh, yeah. Justin Long, and then. Yeah. <laughs> And he tries to say, take the take the gun, and Haley Joel Osment won't do it. And the girl goes, take the fucking gun. And then Johnny, yeah. Depp, chimes, Johnny Depp chimes in and just goes, yes, uh, take the fucking gun. <laughs> well, and it's it's funny, too. Um, like, I've listened to interviews with Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith is just like, you know, I was making this low-budge movie that I didn't think anyone was going to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, his daughter, Harley, was friends with Johnny Depp's daughter. And they play the, the two girls at the convenience store, right? Yep, yep. And then that leads into Yoga Hosers, which I was not a fan of. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, just the amount, but, the amount of times I've, I've looked at someone and go, yes, uh, take the fucking gun. <laughs> yeah. I love but, that line. Um, but no, like uh, Kevin Smith, like he's like, He's like, man, like I asked Johnny Depp if he wanted to do my movie <laughs> and he said yes. And he was like, holy shit. Love <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> I never I never figured that Johnny Depp would ever, you know, want to be in one of my movies, um, much less do it for like next to nothing. Like yeah, basically right? no money. Yeah. So Johnny Depp is great. Um, and again, love, love him anytime he shows up and. But can we talk for a second about how many fucking actors are in Sleepy Hollow? Because, like, when this oh, movie yeah, gets dude. going, within the first two minutes, I was like, Christopher Lee? Yep, Christopher Lee. Um, And then, uh, it, of course, Christopher Walken. 
Yep, as the Headless Horseman, and he was great. Yeah. Super scary looking, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. He's pretty... Um, t- I don't know why he looks like that, if he's just a human, but like uh, he's pretty terrifying with those sharp teeth and the bulging eyes. Yeah, those shaved down teeth and crazy looking eyes and everything, yep. Um, absolutely. But like... Dude, the Emperor is in here from Star Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ian McDermott, or Diramid, yeah. I think is how you say his name. Uh, yeah. Um, Dumbledore from the later Harry Potter movies. Michael Gambon's in here. Yep. Um, and then you also have, uh, what's his face? Um, he's in all the Christopher Guest stuff, and uh, he's the principal in... Um, oh, uh, Jeffrey Jones. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Jeffrey Jones in here. Also, I'm pretty sure one of the actors is uh, Uncle Vernon from Harry Potter as well. Like, there's a shit ton of people in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a star-studded cast. Yeah, and they all bring their A-game. And again, I know this cover so well, and I don't remember who I thought it was on the cover, but I did not know for years that it was Christina Ricci in here. Oh, yeah, and she's so freaking hot. I love her so much. <laughs> she, I just did not recognize her with blonde hair. Yeah, and she looks a lot different in this movie, and she's gorgeous. Like, she's so freaking hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Christina Ricci's um, awesome, and she's great here. I think she plays a an awesome character. And, you know, again, like, I took some notes for this movie as I just watched it and finished watching it maybe an hour ago. But uh, I just got so sucked yeah. into this movie, man. Like, it was so good. Yeah, and I, I think it's great um, because, again, like, it's it's one of those, like, tales that, like, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows about Ichabod and the Headless Horseman. Yep. But he he just dove deep into it and gave it this whole nother level of yeah. mystery and twists and turns and... um. It just made it just made it fantastic, Ben. Like, yeah, no. Just, it's a just such a good job with it. And honestly, like again, we talked about this at the beginning with Tim Burton not being firmly a horror director, but definitely having horror leaning tendencies in it. And but sure. there, there's some scary shit in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There there's is. a there's two well m- more than two actually. There's a couple scenes that got me pretty good in here, which. Um, uh, one of them being, uh, the weird, like, seance scene when they're trying to find the grave of the Headless Horseman and they meet that witch in the little cave thing. Uh, yeah, that witch is crazy. Yeah, she's creepy as shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. And, that... But when, when she is like, when the other one comes, I'll hold him back. And Johnny Depp's like, hold what back? What are you talking about? And then she goes limp for a second. And then her veil flips up, and she's like this weird spectral ghostly yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that scared the shit out of me. Um, and I don't know, man. Even on like again, like I didn't expect. So I knew Christopher Walken was the headless horseman, right? I didn't expect him to be as terrifying as he was. No, he is. He, he does it very well. And of course, you you don't see that it's him. You know, until the end. Well, you, um, well, no, you but, do, uh, you do get the when when Ichabod. Oh, no, or, yeah, yeah, because there's the there's the war scene. Yeah, when before when, that when they're telling this story. Yeah. Yep. When Ichabod arrives, uh, in Sleepy Hollow, they, you know, are like, the elders are telling him like, there's been a bunch of murders here, and um, 
you know, it's the the legend of the Headless Horseman who was a Revolutionary War, you know, brutal soldier or butcher, they call him, who... Well, yeah, and there's there's something to the way he plays it. Oh, uh, oh, oh, fun fact. Um, The Headless Horseman, when Christopher Walken is not playing him, Mm -hmm. is Ray Park. And oh Ray shit! Park. Yeah, it's Ray Park. Holy sh! I mean, that makes sense because those fight scenes are great. Yeah, really cool because there's all this blood. Oh, dude, I I around and. Oh, dude, I love Ray Park. Fucking Darth Maul in the yep, house. So Darth Maul and Toad in the house. Yep. Uh, um, I love his character. I love Toad from that first X Men movie. <laughs> yeah, he's great. Um, um and. Uh, it's it's funny too. It's a fun little side note uh, that um, when he when he kicks Storm in the original X Men, when he kicks Storm down the elevator shaft, uh-huh. there's like the little there's like the little pole that's holding the doors open. Yeah, he when he does that pole open, and he does a little like flip with it and looks just like Darth Maul. And I'm that just was like, such Hell, a yeah. that was such a Darth Maul spin <laughs> with the pole. Yeah, exactly. He always has a um, li- he always has a line uh, in that first X Men movie that I love, where when Storm comes back up the elevator shaft with uh you know with the white eyes and is gonna like right. kill him, and he yeah. he looks frustrated. and He goes, "Don't you people ever die." <laughs> right. Oh, love Toad. That first X-Men movie is so good, dude. Um, it is so good. But, um, but uh, no, it's, yeah, so it's Ray Park. Um, and That's, so, that's uh, so cool. One of, the, one of the things about the Horsemen that I, I thought was really cool and that still kind of sticks with me, like when he, just when he's walking. Yeah. Like, he's got so much, like, weight to him. Like, it's he like stomps like it's almost like he weighs a thousand pounds and he's just got this certain walk to him that's really creepy and really like really crazy well i um, i and- love any time they know that the horseman is coming i love that we zoom out to the um to the woods and like everything goes silent and then the fog rolls in and then yeah. the horseman just comes running out of the out of the smoke or whatever. It's so yeah. good. And honestly, like there's def- there's definitely some CGI in here, but honestly, the CGI holds up really well for being 1999. I I love the um the the scene where they're kind of chasing him down mm-hmm. and um he rides the horse into the tree. Yeah. It's it's really cool looking, um, and I, it, it, yeah, it's it's just crazy. Like when when he rides it in, and then you see the back legs like of the horse like kicking out blood, and like it, it just looks really cool. It's a really cool shot. Well, my favorite scene in the movie that got a good scare out of me because you call because we talked on the phone before I watched it, and you were like, "Dude, that movie's so creepy." And I was like, really? Tim Burton? It's a scary, like a full-on scary movie? All right. Yeah. And then I put it on, and yeah, there's some scary shit in here. And my favorite scene in the movie is by far um, Ichabod Crane is on his horse just kind of like walking around the village, and he walks under that really 
narrow bridge and you hear whispers of what sounds like someone saying Ichabod and it just turns out to be like a frog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay, that was weird. And then you hear yeah. the stomping and the, the whinnying of the horse and then the headless horseman comes into the camera and chases him. Yeah. That's, that's a great scene. Uh, and that whole chase scene is just great. And that, and that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to know much about like cinematography or how movies are shot, but this movie looks so fucking good. Yeah, it does. It's, it's shot really well. Um, especially, well, one of, one of Tim Burton's like strong points as, as a director, mm-hmm. um, is, is definitely, um, like set design and like lighting. Oh, absolutely. Um, even, even though, I mean, because the lighting and everything is, is not necessarily up to the director. Um, it's, you, you know, a lot of the time it's, uh, who's shooting it. Um, the actual cinematographer that's behind the camera. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just all of his, all of his movies just have a really unique look to them. And just, um, I, I like the, they call it like, uh, they call it like grayscale, but just the, the kind of, um, the kind of, look that the movie has to it it's just got this it's just got this creepy look to it man like everything everything's kind of like gray or blue um and it just it just has this unique uh look to it that's really dark and you know just just adds to it and and it's awesome yeah and some of the some some of the photography and the cinematography reminded me of when we talked about pumpkin head and yeah. how like everything was like kind of misty, but you know had like yeah. very very light coloring to it, and just again very Halloweeny with the look of the pumpkins and you yeah. know the the way the fire would mix with everything. It lo- it it looks great. Um, yeah, it does. The like the whole thing just looks amazing. And um, again, it's just brutal. I mean, when when uh, <laughs> when. Christina Ricci's like suitor is trying to fight off the headless horseman and the headless horseman isn't after him. Uh, but he oh, just, yeah, it's, uh, who, uh, it's, is it Casper Van Dien? Is I, that who it is? I think so. Cause I saw that name pop yeah. up. Yeah. Um, I think it's Casper Van Dien. Dude. Mother... Which, uh, the only other movie that anybody knows him from is Starship Troopers. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, motherfucker just gets sliced in half on the bridge. Oh Yeah. And it's like torso like spins around. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie's. Oh yeah, and that's that's actually a really cool fight scene because he's got the um, he's got like he's got like a sickle. He's got like a small sickle and like a sword, doesn't he? Uh, he grabs uh sickles from or like an the, axe. He grabs like uh mini scythes or whatever from the barn. Right, he's got like a little sickle, and oh, is it two of them? Or, anyways, he's he's like kind of dual wielding or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's that's a cool fight scene. Yeah, no, this um, movie, this again, man, this movie moves at like a million miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, and like we we are just in it as soon as we get going. I think the flashback of the headless horseman's backstory uh, and how he was slaughtered by, um, you know, Revolutionary War soldiers. 
after his killing spree. I mean, that's like yeah. 10, 15 minutes into the movie. Um, yeah. And, well, but ag- and, I, and again, I, love, I, I, I think part of the, I, I think one of the creepiest parts is, um, um, I think one of the creepiest parts is uh, when they're going into uh, when they're going into Ichabod's backstory, uh, and he's got the he's got the nail prints from the uh, what do they call it Iron Maiden, uh, where his mom. Oh, the like the Iron Man or whatever it's called, yeah. Iron Maiden, yeah, it's like the it's kind of like the coffin that's got all the nails in there. Oh, or whatever. dude, I'm so glad you brought that up. When when we zoom in on her inside of the Iron Maiden and her, her eyes are like, yeah, like staring out at him, that actually got like a jump scare out of me because I was not yeah. expecting it. I don't know what it is, something about wide eyes staring at me, like puts me on edge. And when we zoom in and see that, and then. Uh, her wide eyes of her inside the Iron Maiden are just staring at this little kid, and then the yeah. and then the Iron Maiden just flops open and blood comes flying out, and then her body yeah. just like falls out. Oh, that was so scary. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, dude, this movie. That's, yeah, that's that's one of my favorite parts of the movie, or or just like a, a really, you know, um, uh, a really effective part of the movie that's just like really scary yeah and they did it earlier on too when the headless horseman slaughters that one family yeah uh including the kid <laughs> and uh oh, yeah the kid that the kid that uh crawls under the floorboards yeah right? and is yeah he's yeah. hiding under the floorboards the dad gets slaughtered he gets his he loses his head um and then the mom just like cowers in the corner and gets decapitated and you hear it and her head just rolls across the floor, and then her eyes... And she's staring through the crack. Yeah, oh, her eyes from her severed head look down at the sun through the floorboards. That is straight yeah. nightmare fuel, dude. It is. It is. It's and then, really good. And then the Headless Horseman doesn't even leave the kid. He kills him. No. Yeah, gets him too. Yeah, no. This movie's demented and scary and fast-paced, but it is so much fun. Um, well, is it, uh, is it the first, is it the first kill scene? It's one of the kill scenes where he decapitates someone and the head's like sitting on the floor and he rides by and just stabs it and takes it with him. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, Does it like a kebab, kebab style? (laughs) Yeah. And just takes it with him. Um, Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember what. Oh, you know what? I think it's uh, when Ichabod is talking to that one dude in the graveyard. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, it's uh, Uncle Vernon from uh, from Harry Potter. <laughs> yep, yep. And he like gets decapitated, and then oh, that's right because it rolls into Ichabod's crotch. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> the the horseman rides by and just stabs it, takes it with him. Yeah, and Ichabod just looks scared the whole time, and then just faints immediately. Well, and I'll say, like, the, um, uh, aside from the horseman, the, the, the stepmom, who ends up being kind of the whole, the villain of the whole thing. Yeah, she's, uh, so in the, because in she's... the, in the flashback when we saw the, the headless horseman, which is what I was going to say, uh, earlier, is that the script, like, there's no dangling threads in here because, like, 
when we see the flashback of the Headless Horseman's death and he sees those two little girls in the woods, I'm like, why are we focusing on these two little girls? Yeah, she's she's one of them, yeah. Yeah, and like, he says, he shushes the little girls and then the, the one little girl just breaks a stick and it brings all the soldiers there and they kill him. Right. But then it, you'd find out that the stepmom who isn't who she says she is ends up right. uh, being the one that basically gave her soul to Satan in exchange for the horseman being resurrected to do her bidding. Right. Which I will say I was happy that because there's one random scene earlier where like the townspeople are just starting to not like Ichabod for some reason. And there's those, that group of dudes that like chase him down and then they throw a flaming pumpkin at him. Yeah. 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 And then it's just a couple guys pretending to be the horsemen. Right. I was like, all right, that's weird. Which is that scene I was talking about earlier where he chased him, like appeared on the bridge and then just randomly chased him. Um, And I got real nervous that it might be like a like there is no horseman, but no, I was very happy that there's a supernatural element in here. Oh yeah, oh yeah, there's definitely a horseman. <laughs> yeah, which which I'm glad. I would have been really sad if it was just like someone pretending to be a horseman. Uh, well, and then and then towards towards the end where you start where everything starts unraveling. Like that stepmom dude, like she is creepy as fuck. <laughs> oh, dude, when we when Ichabod follows her into the woods and we see Jeffrey Jones having sex with her. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I yeah. just have a note in my phone that says "weirdest sex scene ever." Ever. <laughs> I was like, what? Is, like they look like they're wrestling. <laughs> like uh, yeah. Like uh, but, I, and, and, but isn't she like isn't she like cutting her hand open and like. Yeah, like everywhere. Yeah, Jeffrey Jones is on top of her, and then like she just grabs a knife and slits her hand. Uh, and she apparently does that as like an identifier because she kills the servant girl later, and then has that. Yeah, it's. She's using that that body to pretend to. Yeah, to pretend to be dead because she cuts the servant girl's hand. Yeah, and that's when Johnny Depp says when they examine her the body or whatever they'll see the cut in her hand and um yeah, yeah she's she's playing she's playing dead and i kind of when she wasn't shown to be killed i kind of wondered if maybe the stepmom would be the one that was controlling the horseman because we didn't see her die right um but it was fine it didn't ruin anything uh i was really shocked when michael gambin got a harpoon through the chest in the church oh yeah yeah. Where the the headless horseman makes like takes a fence post and attaches attaches a bunch of rope to it and just throws it through the window because yeah, because yeah, the yeah, horseman because yeah. the horseman can't go on hollowed ground. Yeah, yeah, he can't get he can't get in the um he can't get into the church or can't be um around the church because it is uh holy ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he yeah he takes that uh he takes that fence that fence post or whatever. Yeah, stabs <laughs> him through the heart and then rides off, uh, dragging him. Yeah. Uh, so which, yeah. So Christina Ricci's stepmom turns out to be the one controlling the head with the headless horseman. As we said, she was one of the little girls that that the headless horseman encountered the day that he died. Um, and you find out that she was a member of a family that. Christina Ricci's 
or not Christina Ricci's father, but the person at the beginning, Van Garrett. Yeah. He evicted the stepmom's family from their land when she was a little girl. Right. When she right. was, when she was a little girl, uh, in favor of Christina Ricci and her family. And she wanted to get revenge on Van Garrett and his anyone tied to his family so that she could take that land back, which is why she's killing all the people that are in line to inherit his uh you know his right. his his land. And yeah, she's picking she's picking everybody off so that she could be the only one that would be eligible or own the land. And she even axed her sister too, which shocked me because yeah. because again, spoiler alert, her sister was that witch that we saw earlier. Yeah. And so she's controlling the horseman and she's finally killed everyone else and now she's ready to sick the horseman on uh Christina Ricci uh yeah. so that she can be done with it and send the horseman back to hell by because she's holding on to his his head. Um and then you know you have the final battle in the windmill uh which again was just a lot of fun. Um but yeah, yeah whenever, man. whenever the horseman just walks and chases them that way, I mean it, I mean he's menacing. <laughs> yeah, like I said there it's it's there's something crazy to it like it's like it's hard to describe but just he's got this weight to him. Yeah. Like it it's just like you know, I I said it before, but it's 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 crazy. He, he just seems like it weighs like a thousand pounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's got real real big hard, bulk, real big bulky mm, armor. Yeah, he's just making these hard, menacing steps, and like it's yeah, it's it's nuts. Yeah, and then uh, the when they have the final battle. Before Christina Ricci can be killed by the horseman Johnny Depp, Ichabod gives the headless horseman his his skull back, and uh, the headless right. horseman's gonna take uh, the stepmom to hell instead. And yeah, because he he wasn't a fan of uh, her fucking with him. <laughs> nope. And I love his transformation scene when he puts his head back on. Yeah, when when it like his all all of his skin grows back and everything. Yep. Again, man, the yeah. CGI holds up really well. It does. It's a good looking movie. And uh, there's one uh, effect slash jump scare that I skipped over that was so gross. When they find the tree of death where they where the headless horseman is buried mm-hmm. and they open up like Johnny Depp starts digging like a hole right by the tree. And it opens yeah, up and, he's, and like, he's like kind of pulling the roots around yep. and everything. And there's all yep. those severed heads in the in the ground. Oh yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's so gross!" And again, yeah. he got sprayed in the face with blood. <laughs> again, because uh, that's that's what happens in this movie. Johnny Depp gets shot in the face with blood. I mean, it's like when we were talking about "Drag Me to Hell" and Allison Lohman got everything possible in her yeah, in her mouth. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, it's basically basically the same concept. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, I he also had a really funny scene earlier where he was he was working with the. Uh, the young master kid, uh, whose whose father had been killed earlier by the horseman. Yeah, it's his little sidekick or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, when he's hiding in the room, and all of a sudden there's a spider on the floor, and he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he climbs up on the he's chair. Gotta, 
It's his character, like Ichabod, is really funny in this movie. I love Ichabod Crane in this movie. He is great because he's so like I mean like everything, everything just bothers him. And it's like, why, why are you like a forensic scientist <laughs> or like, why are you like examining corpses? Because like every little thing, yeah, you know, like scares the living shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. He's great. This is one of my, but, this but is it, again, a great Johnny Depp performance. Yeah. And it's, it's very, um, I mean, it's, it's not, uh, it's not Jack Sparrow, uh, as far as the character. Um, but you see a lot of those mannerisms in there. Yeah, where no. he's just like whoa, whoa, and he just he just yeah. running funny and just being weird. Yeah, um, especially with his eyes, like the way how Jack Sparrow always looks like confused at everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and um, I mean that's uh, and also not to be overlooked in the movie. It, I mean, Danny Elfman brings it every time, and this score is great. Of course, yeah. I mean, I cut. Ca- the older I get, the more I find myself listening to scores from movies. And I mean, Danny Elfman, man, is just a fucking legend. Well, and and I'll say to you, um, I don't, it's not ruining anything, but um, in the Flash, uh, you know, certain Batman scenes, they they brought back the original Batman score that Danny Elfman did from 89, the original Batman movie. Oh, I got just like yes. I, I got it was so good. I got chills in the theater when you hear the. Duh, oh duh, yeah. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> what Jurassic Park? Yeah. <laughs> Those are um, also entirely not the right notes, so that's going to get cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, but I, I no, did, I, like, no, real, was... real talk. I got really excited when. Uh, I mean, that's not a spoiler. It's like I got really excited when I heard the the old school Danny Elfman Batman theme in the theater. Absolutely. Um, it was it was kind of like um, to me, like because everybody knows that Batman's my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was it was like the the first time um, in in the new Star Wars uh, Force Awakens. Seeing the Falcon take off. Yeah. <laughs> like I lost my shit. Watching you know what? The Mullion. There was actually elements of this score, and I don't, and I know Danny Elfman didn't do the music for this one, but uh, there was actually elements of the Sleepy Hollow score that were reminding me of the new Batman theme. Yeah, for uh, Robert Pattinson, the dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yep. Yeah, no, that was uh, very similar. Yeah, Danny Elf- Danny Elfman's great, man. I'll listen to any score that he does, but I mean, that's that's Sleepy Hollow. I mean, this recording went so fast, but I mean, this movie's just so much fun. <laughs> It is. It is a fantastic movie. I, I absolutely loved it. I'm so glad that I finally got to watch it, and I thank you for picking it because it was great. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you watched it too, man. Um, it, again, it's it's just a great movie. It's a lot of fun, um, and it's a movie that, like, anytime that it's on or whatever, like, and and definitely around like Halloween and everything. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's kind of a it's kind of a go to. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just a great movie. I mean, I mean, all the Tim Burton stuff is really good. Um, but from a from a live action standpoint, uh, it's it's probably one of his best. Yeah, I kind of want to reread the or not reread, but I kind of want to read the the short story now just to just to see 
I mean, obviously the conspiracy theory stuff would have been added, I'm sure, but you know, I'd, right. I'd like to read the if there is any mythology for the headless horseman and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, and I I remember again because uh, uh, Dis uh, Disney did like a little short one, is like a little half hour um deal on Ichabod Crane and the headless horseman. Yeah, um, but, yeah, I, th- uh, I I think it was that adventures of Ichabod and Mr. and Mr. Toad, uh, where like half of, half of the VHS was Mr. Toad and the other half was, was Ichabod. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, yeah, man, I, I love, I love this movie. I think, I agree. I think it's one of Tim Burton's best movies. Um, and yeah, it's great. I'm glad I finally watched it. We'll definitely, we'll definitely be watching it around Halloween and we'll definitely be watching it many more times. (laughs) Yeah, and now I'm like tempted to go watch it now. You should, <laughs> man. It's on HBO I, I, Max. <laughs> oh, it's on Max. Oh, it is. Sweet. That's that's how I watched it, and it's great. So, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it in in a good little while, but um, I love it. Um, not because not because I didn't want to watch it, but just because I haven't seen well, it. In a while, that, but. Well, that was the that was the point of of this week's pick. We're we're both just swamped, and uh, you know, I know. You know, you got the kiddos with you, so we figured we'd probably pick something that you knew that you knew like by heart that you didn't have to rewatch, right? But you could if you wanted to, and uh, I mean, that that happened with me after. I mean, I watched it for the review, but after we did Young Frankenstein, I kind of just went back and started watching it again because I forgot how good it was, and I'm like, <laughs> I want to watch the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, and <laughs> you know, it's great. So. Yeah, I know. I, I I feel like every time we do a podcast whatever like movie we choose to talk about i'm like damn it now now i want to go back and rewatch it if i haven't watched it right before the episode (laughs) yeah right well that's why we do this man and uh yeah this was a fun recording this is uh this went by so quick but it's a great movie so everybody go check it out if you've never seen it and uh like fantastic and you know as always we're huge tim burton fans Mm -hmm. um and anything he does for the most part is fun i the only thing i don't like with tim burton is when they get him to do like the remakes like i mean charlie and chocolate factory was fine i think it's i I think it i think it depends on the source material he's working with because charlie and the chocolate factory is actually closer to the book than than willy wonka and the chocolate factory is right the gene wilder one but obviously willy wonka uh is a better movie than Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but I enjoy Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, so. But yeah, like I mean, his Alice stuff, I was just like, nah. That's that's um, pro- but- that's probably the only, uh, movie of his that I will not watch. If someone like is like, oh, let's watch a Tim Burton movie, that would be the only one I would like object to watching. Yeah, like I I love Tim Burton, and I I. I hesitate to say that I, I feel like he sold out on a couple of movies, um, but maybe he did. Um, but maybe he loved the source material and tried to do something oh, good dude. with it. You know what shocked me about Sleepy Hollow? No, uh, this must be before they got married. No Helena Hel- Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, she oh, wasn't was she in there. No, she wasn't in here. Okay. I, uh, I thought I remembered her being in there, but that's probably just because she's in every Tim Burton movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, not anymore. Well, not anymore because yeah. they got because they got divorced. But, um, but uh, 
You know what other you know what other movies he actually was a producer on, and this actually makes a lot of sense. Is uh, he produced? Uh, obviously, they gave him a producer's credit for Batman Forever, but he produced James and the Giant Peach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he also produced um, Nine, that like computer animated movie. Oh yeah, that movie is great, man. I've never seen I've it, never but seen I know it. that no, but I know that cover. It's great, dude. It's really good. Uh, he also direct or not directed. Uh, he was a producer for Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> that movie's so good. And then yeah, Have he was. It? No, but I want to. Oh, dude, it's so good. And then he was a producer for uh, Alice Through the Looking Glass. Of course. Um, apparently, yeah, I, apparently, I, I he had, apparently he had a a cameo in uh, in Men in Black Three. Um. I don't remember that. Oh, get get this. He was also an animator for The Fox and the Hound, like the Disney movie. Oh, wow. In the 80s, he was also an animator for, yeah. Tron, for Tron, the original. Oh, wow. Uh, he was an animator for, no surprise here, but one of my favorite Disney movies, The Horned King from the Black Cauldron. That's one I don't know. I don't oh, know that dude, one. Black Cauldron's great. And then he's <laughs> he's listed as I don't know what this means I don't know what participant means but he was listed as participant for the Halle Berry Catwoman movie. Oh God! <laughs> oh, that movie sucks. Yeah, he might have he might have done some um, some costume design or maybe some I mean set work I mean that was that was a year before Christopher Nolan completely took over so they were really trying to get Batman back on back on his A game and anything tied to Batman, they were trying to make good. So they probably went to Burton being like, please help us out. <laughs> but uh, no, man, that's uh, that's Sleepy Hollow and many, many minutes of Batman talk. <laughs> but uh, this was this was fun, man. I'm, I'm glad I got to watch this. This is definitely one of one of my favorite picks that we've done on the show. So good. No, I'm glad you watched it, man. Uh, again, I, I really enjoy that movie. Yeah. Good start. And I'm. I'm probably going to watch it right now. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Good start to year two. But uh, that's all we got for this episode. I do want to give um, a real quick plug. I know, unfortunately, uh, Jason was not able to be a part of this, but we're going to work with these guys again. Um, if you're not sick of hearing me talk at this point, I was. We did do another part of our crossover with Mutant City Horror, and I was a guest on their show uh, to talk about 1991's Campfire Tales, which was a really fun movie. So uh, I can't recommend Mutant City Horror enough. Again, I was sad that Jason couldn't make it, but we'll work with them again. They're uh, they're becoming some of our good friends already and uh, love Rated PG. Can't wait to meet Matt. But go check out their show and go uh, go listen to the Campfire Tales episode because uh, that, was, that was the second part of our crossover and it was really fun. So, but, Yeah, uh, I'm glad you had fun with that. I, I tried to... Unfortunately, I I couldn't get the time to get that movie in. Um, yeah, I know. Because I had dude, critters, but <laughs> dude, I did. <laughs> so the week, the weekend before the one year anniversary hit, I counted this up like just in my head roughly. I recorded a total of seven hours because I did that one and I did James's podcast, and then I did like nine hours of editing for all of our episodes. <laughs> 
So I think yeah. I call I think I called you after that, and I'm like, dude, I we we can <laughs> yeah, we we cannot <laughs> podcast for a couple days and then come back to it. So we waited until well, Wednesday uh, before this before this drops on Sunday <laughs> to do it. Um, well, good job, buddy. That's that's the dedication to the podcast. Yeah, man. And we got a we got a lot of cool shit coming up that I'm very excited for that we won't spill the beans on, but a lot of cool stuff coming up. July is going to be a big month. Um, there's something that we're locking in for August that I'm really, really, really excited for. That's, you know, now in the works as of yesterday. Um, so we got a lot of cool stuff coming on or coming up in the future. Obviously you can come catch us at SC horror convention in September. We're getting closer and closer to that. In there. Yeah, man, it's going to be fun. But, uh, that's it for this episode of, uh, midnight terrors. So, uh, get in touch with us in the meantime at, uh, or under the name Midnight Terrors Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and shoot us an email at Midnight Terrors Podcast at gmail.com. I know I've said it like 30 times, Jason, but what's the show called? It's called the Midnight Terrors Podcast. That it is. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you all. We'll see you again very, very soon. Peace. Everybody, welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. I am your co-host. Ah, I completely like got a frog in my throat. Let me start that over. Shit, can you talk today? No, I can't. <laughs> I'll podcast speak, it out. You can't. You can't speak the words. You can't. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, we got that. You is can't, you can't. You can't words today. <laughs> I cannot words today. I got like a random frog in my throat when I did that, and I got that little itchy <laughs> feeling as soon as I started talking. So we got the. Yeah, we got a <clears throat> we got a blooper uh now, so that's good to go. All right, here we go. <clears throat>